I've like lost my origin account info. I think there was a friend who was like, hey, you or recently was like, hey, do you own Battlefield 4? I'm like, or no, do you own Battlefield 3? And I'm like, yeah, I got that squirreled away. Somewhere's like, you know, they got some new content coming out. You should totally erase something. I'm like, but then I have to install Origin. No. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. If I, I, I have to choose between friendship and installing Origin, and this is really a tougher decision than it should be. <laughs> <laughs> Union companionship. Not having e- more EA products on my computer than I need to at any given friends moment. Friends don't make friends install Origin. Yeah, I think that, yeah, maybe the, maybe I should be more on that top of that person. Like, maybe you're not it, looking out for my best interest if you want me to install Origin. Why are you making me install Origin? What did Wait, I do? I lift his, like, face off Scooby-Doo style. He's got a fucking Mantis person. Ah, it's a, you were an EA employee the whole time! SWS confirms. All EA employees are secretly Mantis people. Hello everyone and welcome to the Wicked Awesome Cast. This is episode 22. I am Jeff and I am back from Bermuda somehow. And wait, wait for it, wait for it. Not sunburned. I Solaris don't know how. the Sun God didn't murder him. Yes, I had to sacrifice about three to four virgins right before I left. My, like, my goat pit has a lot more blood than usual. I'm I'm gonna need to get around to cleaning that. My Roomba's really mad. They make a Roomba that actually has mop attachments to it now. Really? Yeah. It's called the Scuba or something. (laughs) That's an awesome name for it. I remember a while back I saw a picture on the internet where these people were putting these little suits on babies that basically were like mops that babies would crawl around in and clean your floor. I I can't believe this. We finally I, harnessed baby power? <laughs> no, I have a fucking story about those damn things. Ooh, I like stories. I This is all the way back when I was in middle school. We had like a... It wasn't necessarily a science fair because it was supposed to be like an invention fair or something. And it was either come up with your own or replicate some existing idea kind of thing for the hell of it whatever and three people in my class totally made the baby mop (laughs) and this was far enough back i think they saw it in like some is this real or is this japan fucking with us website like back in the early days of the internet when like viral video viral pictures were didn't even exist yet and they made that and then like 10 years later there was some like gadget site that was straight up to selling the baby mop, as best I could tell. <laughs> oh man! And it was the I same. Where middle schoolers got such great access to infants to test out this uh, new pivotal. It didn't technology. actually have to work. Like I made a um, snow shovel that had a built-in salt dispenser to it and stuff like that. Oh, that's pretty neat. Yeah, I, some people made like snappable sheets, which were totally a real thing at the time. But yeah, they put a um, baby doll in like a little suit and just glued mops to the places yeah, they would no. go. That's pretty much all your... I mean, the baby mop, the baby mop is a very simple product. Yes, it is in cons... It's, this was actually back when people like people were emulating jackass a little bit. No, this was before that even. Like some, We had a couple super douchey kids that filmed like them strapping... I'm not sure what the invention was, but they were strapping like model rocket engines to a remote control car and filmed it. Like this is before YouTube, so you couldn't even find this if you wanted to. But it was you yeah, had to we know did them this personally. It's like this is like we did a thing. I'm like this is the dumbest thing ever. <laughs> you crashed two seconds in. <laughs> you managed Icon. to take a remote control car from on the Earth to 
in a bush very yeah, quickly. That's what it was. And, like the entire time I had this like horrible. I think they dubbed corn into the background or something. I stand by horrible, but it was just, it was like, yep, this is fucking terrible. Yep. Everything well. about this is wrong. But yeah, welcome to the Wicked Awesome Cast, uh, the official podcast of Something Wicked Studios. Oh yeah, we're a podcast. We are a podcast. <laughs> uh, episode 22, blah, blah, blah. They should have stopped us by now. Blah, blah, blah. Jeff is back. I'm Charlie and, still. And saying Charlie is here. As always. The man who needs no introduction because he's the face of the party and the podcast and the channel and the website. Even when there and, is no podcast. And the I still stickers. And the uh, Barbie combs and any other promotional material we may or may not ever have. We should make Barbie combs. You're right. Yes. we. This is untapped market. Barbie combs as advertising revenue. Yes. <laughs> yes. This could work. This could work. I mean, Operation Kittens was a failure. Fortunately, you can't ship them places. Most shi- Most mail places won't even let you try. Why is that box mewing? You know. <laughs> reasons it's really loud narcotics what was that uh, i mean it's kittens it's totally kittens <laughs> it's like one of those death clock moments like the death clock home for wayward kitties release the kitties <laughs> pretty much <laughs> yeah uh so I, I i feel but my week's probably been less eventful than yours so you want to go first or you want to go second on the what you've been up to topic um i'll go second because i think our I've got a fair amount of, like, video game things, I think, that, like... Ah, sure. Somehow I managed to play a couple of different games I think you're going to want to talk about at length. You do kind of have, like, three weeks' worth of stuff to catch up on in a weird way, yeah. Sort of. Yeah. <laughs> now, I've, I've been pretty uneventful. Iron Banner's back in Destiny, so I've been playing some of that. I've been playing some God Eater. I think I'm going to stop playing God Eater and wait for the um, sequel to come out on the PS4 because that's a cool game. Taking Vita controls and putting them on a PS4, though, not a smooth process. Not a smooth process at all. Mm-hmm. Hilarious things happen, like two shoulder buttons aren't used at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm still playing the Pokemon Go. That's winding down, kind not winding down, but I keep finding myself in situations with that game where part of my brain goes, it's... You really should maybe stop playing this forever <laughs> and or a little while. I, oh, Jesus. I, I definitely had my surreal moment where I needed to grind for materials in that game. Yes, I was out of Pokeballs somehow. And there's a park near me that like even like the wee hours of the morning is just lit up with Pokelores. I'm assuming people there, which is more terrifying but I stop by because it's four Pokestops in a short range of each other so you can farm really effectively and I, I definitely had a moment of this isn't wrong but I'm not sure I want to be part of this part of this game also I just sent something to your phone do not open it until I say to okay did it arrive? it's not <laughs> arrived yet I... okay it will eventually so Springboarding off of your time about with Pokemon Go, I was talking to my roommate, and uh, apparently there are companies and stuff out there right now that are doing, like, part of their business model, or not business model, but, like, their coffee shops and stuff that are straight up just buying Pokemon lures, and it's, like, doubled their profits yeah, no, it's, as a store. We talked about this a little bit last week, and it's come out more. Like, yeah, it's become a... 
I've read a couple articles about how people are like, yeah, no, I'm just doing that, and I'm getting like four times the business and shit. I, I there's a public or go ahead. I kept the Pokemon Go stuff out of the news this week because we I felt like we beat it to death a little bit last week, but I suspect it may become the division of new bullshit happening in Pokemon Go, <laughs> the segment. I think it's going to be the new thing the Pokemon Go fan base did. <laughs> yeah, I I'm kind of afraid of that. And I have that's for the better attachment. and for worse though, because like in my case, um, one of the towns near me, uh, one of the more major I guess cities, is doing a pub crawl Pokemon Go thing. And I'm in not necessarily rural New Hampshire, but not exactly roaring New Hampshire either. Um, so the event has like over like 2,000 people interested in it and like 600 confirmed going, which is a lot for a town that probably only has like 10,000 or probably more than that, probably like 20,000 people in it. Yeah. Have, have you tried the game out of curiosity? I have played Pokemon Go. I have not played much Pokemon Go because, yeah. uh, as we'll get into my week, I was not in the country. I was on a boat. No, and I, boats don't get very good cell signal. I am genuinely curious, though. Like, there's already been some stuff published about how if you're not in a major city or not in, like, a pretty settled area, the game has some problems. Like, there's not as much stuff happens because part of the game is based around people being around and shit like that. So, yeah. I, well... I haven't caught much. That said, there's been a... Just sitting in my room is basically the only places I've caught anything. Yeah. And um, I've caught probably like 10 or so Pokemon. I don't pay very close attention to the game. Yeah. Um, But it's not like... Because the other thing is, as part of the ecosystem of a city is you have things like these businesses who are catching on to the craze and yeah. buying lures and... um, A lot of that stuff I can't get from the comfort of my bedroom. Yeah. But uh, it still works. It's just not nearly as well. I will never be able to compete with you or, like, your surrounding area or the people around you. I don't have gyms around me of any variety. Yeah. Like, there's nothing for me to attack. I can just kind of... It's nice that things kind of jump out and I get, you know, Pokemon in my room and stuff. Um, I My roommate hadn't seen the AR thing until I showed up to him. He was like, holy shit, there's a Rattat in my bedroom. So... Yeah, the, the AR thing I actually really enjoy. Yeah, no, it, it's cool to see someone actually do a gamified, well-implemented version of AR. I turned that shit off like two weeks ago because it makes the game harder. But yeah, it, yeah, it's neat. Holding your phone up, it, it gets annoying. Yeah, I haven't been playing that much more. Like, I, it's I don't know. Like, it's the summer. I just play less video games. I kind of pick stuff up and drop it really quickly. Up. The slog of Persona 4 continues. I, I'm i engaging in some pretty serious grinding right now, uh, which not much to talk about. I, I decided, you know, I like this dungeon. Let's go beat the crap out of stuff for a couple days or whatever. So no progress on that. I have been watching a lot of stuff, though. Um, Ooh. I've gotten real big into a show called uh, Black Sails. Okay. And it's Sounds like piratey. It is, it is most definitely piratey. Like, it's, uh, it is half prequel to the book slash movie slash many different iterations of Treasure Island and also like kind of one fun semi-historical telling of the golden age of piracy kind of the end of the golden age of piracy hmm looks interesting no it's a cool show um but if you're me and you at one point were like a super big pirate nerd you watch the show and drive your girlfriend nuts where like someone will show up and you have this moment of 
Wait, uh, Charles Vane. Charles Vane. Charles Vane. Wasn't he like Blackbeard's lieutenant or something like that? And your girlfriend looks at you and goes, Well, thanks for taking any of the tension out of the show for me. Sorry they used historical characters. <laughs> no, my favorite one... It's like when they introduce, So this is my best friend, Benedict Arnold. He betrays them. Shit! I was hoping to find out the twist later. It's not a big twist, honey. <laughs> no, my favorite one, the one that drove her up the wall the most, was there's a guy named Jack Rath, uh, Rackham, Rackham, like, depending on how you pronounce it. And mm -hmm. he's Calico Jack. Arg in, in one of the ways, one of the most important pirates, maybe more important than Blackbeard, ever. One of these days during the summer, I want to do the pirate cast where you made me go through like the uh, the beginnings of esports from a League of Legends perspective. I would love to hear the just like here is the history of piracy according to Charlie. <laughs> uh, it's I, it's probably more historically accurate than it should be, but yeah. So it's I'm watching the show and it's just it's like wait Jack Ratham has two female advisors and it's like oh he's hanging out with these two women. Holy crap, Jack Rackham's Calico Jack. My girlfriend looks at me. Who the second maybe most important pirate in history? Why? What you think of as the normal skull and crossbones flag, that's Calico Jack's flag. Like the skull with the two swords below it, that's his flag. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like... That's he, really interesting. Like he becomes the governor of some island at one point. Like the, uh, Blackbeard, more successful as a pirate. Calico Jack... More successful as like what a modern newer, <laughs> yeah, like, like a more successful like version of a modern day kingpin or something. Like, no, this is my island. I am governor of here. Aren't you also like a pirate cap, like pirate king? Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, I. I, the problem is, is I love history, so I could let you just go down this rabbit hole. For no, this, we like, could. Two hours. We could totally do a pirate podcast. And <laughs> I could do some research before that and just run with it. But yeah, I, I've been watching that. And I feel like I'm forgetting something else. I've been watching. Oh yes, the um, second season of BattleBots is back. The American show. Nice. I, I, I've always been a fan of BattleBots. I am really digging the second season, though. Like, it's nice to see BattleBots. Maybe it's not the British version, so it's not quite as tongue in cheek about it. It's nice to see BattleBots in many ways get the budget and respect it's always deserved, and that's been a lot of fun to follow. My younger brother and his uh, frat brothers were drinking one day, as you do, and they um, <laughs> they were watching like BattleBots on YouTube or something, and one of them goes, do you think any of us know anyone who could build one? And my brother just goes, I know a kid we could call right fucking now who could do it. And he was referring to me. Yeah. And you could probably, or you with, like, the people you work with could absolutely build one. Yeah. I could no, do it. It would just take me a long fucking time. We went to school with a kid that actually built one. Uh, the class after us for DI did it. No, um, we... It wasn't, uh, like, a battle ball, but they built a robot for the school. Yeah, no, I, uh... We went to school. Uh, we went to high school with a kid. At least I did. He may have graduated by the time you got there. We had a kid in the school who was like a ranked BattleBot pilot or whatever you want to call them, like a ranked BattleBot fighter. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, pilot makes him sound like Gundam pilot, yeah. which I I can understand why they would try and get that to be the title for themselves. That's, it does sound cooler. Yeah, it does sound a lot cooler. But yeah, like, I feel I'm forgetting something else important too, and the weird like. I, when I get into shows, I get, like, creepily, like, super into shows, but, 
yeah, I'm also kind of waiting. Like BoJack Horseman comes back. By the time you're hearing this, BoJack Horseman will be back. It comes out the day after we're recording. So, yeah, I I don't play a lot of video games in the summer because it's not a lot of new stuff, and I can work through a backlog, but not as readily as I want to. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so um, Mister, uh, I went out of the country and didn't die to Solaris, the sun god, and <laughs> was on a boat and shit like that. What have you been up to? Well, Ra was shining down on me, praisingly, and or Helios, or however you want to view it. It's it's Solaris, and the sun god. Solaris, the sun god. He is the current deity in charge of the sun. Okay, oh, this is that uh, Charlie's personal god thing. Uh, Solaris is the guy who's got dibs on the sun at the moment. Apparently. Um, and the all gods are created equal and share time shares on... Yeah. Have timeshares on uh, the active reality. The worst part is because of the preamble cast. If you're confused, go listen to the preamble cast. Yeah, my crazy on that topic is out there. I, I think Deadly Joe was confused by our time travel joke on episode 21, and I'm like, no. If you've been following since the beginning, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Me and Jeff have talked about this before. Yeah. It is actually nice having more of the preambles get out there because now some of the in jokes aren't in jokes anymore. They're just out there in the yeah no. And some of the, like the terrible, insane things we've said throughout history. That yeah. was, that was a bit of a joy. That was a joy to listen to. Um, I listened to that while driving through Boston, stuck in traffic. Um, so a week ago or so, or some may have noticed, and probably few have noticed, because probably few care. I have been gone for two weeks. Jeff wasn't um, here, y'all. Yeah, I know. I was replaced by recordings of myself and by Alex, who did a great job. Um. So, I guess I'll start off with, basically, the podcast that everyone missed me at, I had to drive home to get on a boat to go on a cruise to Bermuda with my family. I say have to very liberally, I chose to. Um, But when your family says they'll pay for the trip, you usually don't say no. That said, I don't know whose idea was to take all the Irish people and all of our fair skin down to the, like, a place that is super sunny in the middle of uh, July, so... But we did it, and it was fun. And um, so the first night I went home, and my family, I was the only one packed because I had to do my packing in New Hampshire. Everyone else did their packing in Massachusetts, so they were all running around with, like, chickens with their head cut off, and I'm just, like, sitting there like, yeah, all my shit's in bags. So I watched the movie Deathgasm, which is a... I also watched the movie Deathgasm recently. Yes. This movie... I can't call it good, but I can definitely say I was very personally its exact demographic. <laughs> no, or I, I swear to God, they sat down and were like, Jeff is our, is our target audience. How can we make a movie for him? Well, we'll, we'll put in a lot of metal. Um, what else? I don't know. We kind of, we're kind of ad-libbing from here. All right. We got a movie. <laughs> um, but that movie, it's not exactly movie of the year, but that was a ton of fun. Oh, it's um, that movie's barely a movie in some ways. Oh, completely agreed. Um, for those who don't know, the movie, in short of its its premise, in short, is these people find or these kids find the lyrics to a death metal song. They're all death metal heads, and they have their own band. And they play them, and it accidentally summons a demon and causes zombies throughout their town. So it's one part like. Night of the Living Dead, one part like Evil Dead zaniness, one part 
friggin' like a Monomarth show <laughs> mixed with Guar, I guess. Yeah. Um, sure. So if all these things sound good mashed together, you'll enjoy that movie. Uh, it's, have, you, have you seen Knights of Badassdom? Not yet. It's very similar to Deathgasm, oddly enough. Not quite as... I I would say the movie aspects of Knights of Badassdom are technically better, but Deathgasm overall is a better movie. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, moving on to me actually getting on the boat. So, the cruise that I went on, most of my family had what was called like the ultimate beverage package, which was very oh expensive, but... Basically, if you asked for a beverage under $15, they handed it to you. No questions. But me and my younger brother are not rich enough to pay for that package because it costs pretty much as much as the trip does. <laughs> and I also don't drink enough to, like... I would have basically had to drink somewhere around, like, eight drinks a day to make it cost-effective. I could do that. That said, a lot of my family did. But what I did is... Now, their policy is changing... Um, you're allowed to bring a thing of water bottles on board. So my parents may have may, may or may not have helped facilitate me and my brother bringing most of a case of Poland Spring with two handles of Burnett's on. Mm. And we proceeded to, uh, me and my brother got the, like, free soda package, which was, like, way less money, and they gave you all the soda you wanted. And then we just mixed that for the trip, so... <laughs> I I did I definitely did a lot of drinking over the course of that week. That's all there is to do on a cruise in some ways. Uh, and this one that definitely was the case in a lot of ways because there's things like they have a casino, but I just don't give two fucking shits and, about gambling. And you know what you're doing a casino aside from gamble? Drink. Yeah, it's how they keep you gambling. Yeah, yeah. like their Texas Hold'em tournament, they had one that was like infinite buy-ins and it was like an $80 pool which for those who actually care about poker which a lot of my family did and a lot of them played in it what that basically is is high tier players just aggressively assault the uh field by just like putting people all in early because they don't care because there's buybacks yeah so they'll just bankrupt another person to just bully them out and they either make the pot they're looking for or they bust and buy their way back in so it's a way to get dicked over by higher skilled players who have a bigger uh, Paycheck, wallet yeah. to back themselves up. Um, so it's geared to make the cruise money because the more people buy back, the more money the cruise makes because sure. they're giving you Mickey Mouse money. You were on a um, Disney cruise? No, I was not on a Disney cruise. Um, I don't know if Disney goes to Bermuda. I don't know. They have their own um, island. The, the cruise I went to went from Boston per, to Bermuda. And uh, I will say that the people on the ship were saying that uh, when it comes to drinking, the Bostonians are a whole nother breed. Um, I think most people have said that on numerous occasions. Yeah. But it, it was ni- it's nice to have that reaffirmed, you know. <laughs> um, but so basically it was two days on the ocean down to Bermuda, and nothing really eventful happened then, mostly like, Spending time with a lot of family I haven't gotten to see very much of. Drinking, getting handed free drinks from family members with the ultimate drinking package. um, And a lot of eating. So my family, um, the one thing they like to do on the cruise, they like to go to the restaurants. Sure. And um, you can basically, the they charge like $25 a day, but you can spend way more than $25 on food in the restaurant. And like anything above and beyond that's comped. 
So it, it winds up paying for itself. So what we we wound up going uh, there, and some of the interesting things. So the two probably most interesting foods I tried on this. I won't bog you down with every single type of restaurant I went went to, but two How many foods that I never had. Were there? Were there on the boat? They had a Mexican place, a French place, a steak place, a Brazilian place, um, a Japanese place, a Chinese place. So that's seven. Yeah. Um, I went to the French place, the steakhouse, the Japanese place, the Brazilian place. I did not get to go to the Mexican place, so tomorrow I'm going for burritos because I'm craving them <laughs> like crazy. Um, I need me some good burrito loving. Um, but the things I got to try is, uh, one at the French restaurant, I got to try escargot. It's not for me. Well, yes, <laughs> um, what did you think of that? Yeah. Basically, like, I was... I was about to try it. My family's like, so how do you like, or do you like clams? I'm like, no. Like, do you like mushrooms? No. That one's probably going to be difficult for you. <laughs> so I ate four out of my six escargot. My brother ate the other two. Um, real good sauce. I would trade out the meat for anything else on the planet, though. Yeah. I, like, escargot sauce on chicken, I think, would be, like, the greatest thing ever. If you're not into the novelty of eating of eating snails, there's, depending on who you are, maybe not a lot of reason to eat escargot. Yeah, so, but I can check that off my list of things I've accomplished in my life. I have had escargot. Fair. Um, And I got to also try oxtail. Oxtails, was it in soup form or just in straight-up meat form? It was kind of like a marsala kind of thing, so it was, like, in a sauce, but yeah. it wasn't, like, in a soup. Like, you were supposed to, like, eat it over rice and then, like, eat the oxtail off the bone. Now, oxtail, 10 for 10, would eat again. Like, yeah, it was just, good. like, super t- super tender steak. Oxtail yeah. was great. Um, So I'd totally go for that again. The porterhouses were great. Um... The Brazilian steakhouse was fantastic. Uh, bring me all the bacon wrap flame and yon you have. I will eat it all. <laughs> Should you be in a place or situation where you find yourself sitting there going, I have too much bacon wrap filet mignon and I don't know what to do with it. <laughs> uh, feel free to give it all to me. Um, so we did a lot of eating, uh, hanging out, or we still got to see a couple of shows. Um, got to see this like band on the run thing, which was like a tribute to like, 1960s music so there was some queen in there so that was good um and then the other show i got to go to was uh second city which second city is the comedy group that um john candy came out of um oh cool uh dan Aykroyd came out of it steve carell's come out of it it's um based in chicago and canada it's an improv troupe or is it a it's improv. Okay. Or they do some improv and they do some scripted. And I will say they're like, the scripted stuff we saw was okay. And they did, um, they're like, we're doing three shows. There's the scripted one you just saw. Tomorrow we'll be doing a clean version. And then on the final night, we're doing a dirty version. Now, the dirty version was some of the funniest fucking shit I've ever seen in my life. That was absolutely hilarious. It was like a live showing of Whose Lines It Anyway with more swearing. That kind of is what it... Yes. Yeah, so that was absolutely great. So if you go on a cruise and Second City's there, go to the final night when they do the dirty one. I don't care if it's standing room only like it was for me because they they did a really weird idea of like instead of putting it in the main theater, 
Um, I think the reason they did it is because they couldn't clean up the rain theater in time because they just had the magician in there, which I did not see. Um, Fucking magicians. Yeah. Hey, I don't know. If I had his ability to just make women appear, I wouldn't be too unhappy with myself. Um, that said, the magician on the boat, dude was like six foot six. Like, yeah. He's a big motherfucker. Um, but, uh. I am the boat magician. I am Fear the boat magician. Me. Yeah. You will not, not be able to see me from your seat. Um, but, uh, Second City was really, really funny. I highly recommend them for that. The improv thing. Uh, they did a lot of, like, the games you would see on Whose Line Is It Anyway, except for, unlike where, on Whose Line, where they do scenes from a hat and they just, like, do it all beforehand and have people write it down on their way in, they would just, like, call out into the crowd and be like, okay, yeah. I need a person, place, or thing type thing. That's pretty normal improv at that point, yeah. Yep. Um, i try to think. Uh... So after that, we got to the island. My family went on a couple of, uh, we went swimming at a couple of different beaches, um, which was fun. Um, I put on continuous amounts of SPF 100. Um, yes, that which, exists. Oh, yeah, that latex-based paint. Um, I, I wouldn't be surprised to find out that, like, I really ha- do have a sunburn. I've just been painting myself with skin tone, so it just looks like I don't or something. <laughs> like, that's the secret behind SPF 100. It just keeps um, the uh, sunburn contained. It eventually yeah. pop and spread over your entire body. Yep. It's just like a mixture of, like, latex paint and aloe vera. <laughs> <laughs> and like uh, Maybelline or something? <laughs> yeah. Maybe he's got it. Maybe it's Maybelline. Um but uh the oceans I actually like turned to my brother and like this this area looks like uncharted for like there was all the like the rock structures and stuff and like I'm looking out at the rocks and there's like certain areas that like you know have a little more grime than others I'm like oh those are the footholds nope no they're not Jeff you will slip and die <laughs> fucking gamers out in the real world hey I played oh. this map once yeah I remember walking around once <laughs> and uh I'm a huge Resident Evil 4 player, mm. which is why uh, I did it for Extra Life one year. And I was walking around, and I just happened to walk under a tree that, like, I saw out of my peripheral vision there was a bird's nest in. And I proceeded to look up at it, like, at the speed of the sensitivity of the look motion in Resident <laughs> Evil 4. <laughs> slow pan. <laughs> like, slow pan up, like, oh, like, and I raised my hands, too, like I had a gun to shoot it and make it drop loot. <laughs> Like, oh nope, gamer sense, kick out, kick out, come back to reality. You're not in the matrix. Judging you silently, judging <laughs> you silently. <laughs> but um, so one day we were supposed to go fishing, and we get there, and on the boat, internet was ninety five cents a minute. Damn. My one of my friends was like, "Holy shit, that's like fifty dollars a League of Legends game." I'm like, yeah. No thanks. <laughs> so how much league did you play? None. I didn't touch video games until like I got back. I like I I don't know how I did so went so long without a single game of league or Overwatch or anything. But um well, I guess the drinking's a good substitute. Yeah. <laughs> what um, game were you playing? Liver what, Destroyer. What, what did people play before video games? <laughs> they drank booze. Um so we did that. Um, all right, we were supposed to go fishing. So 
we get a taxi cab and we get this absolutely hilarious taxi cab driver and he's, you know, showing us around. He's pointing to stuff because uh, when you go to really touristy areas, the taxi drivers usually kind of want to treat themselves like a tour guide. Um, but this guy's driving us around and we give him this one, like, obscure as hell address. We get off my dad's phone because um, when you open an email, you can still open it, like, for the next couple of days because it's in the cache of your yeah. phone, even if you don't have internet. And we go, and next thing we know, we are driving down some back-ass fucking, like, overgrown roads that are literally the width of the car. Both people on the passenger side and the driver's side are being hit with branches. They are, the trees are that close. It's this little one-way street, and without a GPS, our driver fucking finds this little place. And... We go there, and the guy's like, tells my brother, like, yeah, just, why don't you just go and, um, knock on the door or something, see if the, your, your boat's there or whatever. And my brother gets out, and the guy goes, actually, don't go so far. They may have dogs. And my brother just keeps walking and didn't hear him. He goes, uh oh, I hope he doesn't get attacked by dogs. <laughs> so my younger brother almost got attacked by, uh, dogs. And they went to the, uh, they went, they knocked on the door, and the guy's, like, first answer words were like, how the hell did you find me? And, uh, it turns out that the guy had canceled, like, four days worth of fishing because of all the wind. There's actually a small craft warning. Okay. So, our, our fishing got shit canned. So, here's why this all ties into more funny stories. Time for more um, drinking. What? Time for more drinking. Not quite. Not us, at least. Um, so, for the trip, we got food. And because, you know, you're entering, I think Bermuda's still a British colony. Like, you have left the United States. Yes, you are out of the United um, States. I don't know if it's its own independent country or it if is. it's still a British territory. I okay, it a, is. it's a separate thing. Yeah. Either way, you've left the United States. Um, you cannot bring food to and from this thing, really, unless it's like some package Sorry, stuff. it is a British territory. It's a British overseas territory. Okay, so it is still a British territory. They do things like drive on the other side of the road. Yeah, that's actually lots of the world, though, too. Yeah. It fucked me up for, like, ten minutes. But, um, so we got a whole bunch of, like, deli meats and bread and stuff, and we were like, okay, you know, we are, uh, we'll have this food deed on the boat because, you know, the captain's not going to provide lunch, and it's a seven-hour fishing trip, so sure. you're going you're gonna to have to eat, and you can't cook on the boat. Um, at least not easily. So we, uh, drive back and we see these like homeless guys and my dad walks up and is like, Hey, you know, we have this extra food or whatever you guys want it. And, um, like right as my dad's saying this, like it's three homeless guys sitting on a bench and a fourth guy walks by and slips like under his arm, like a 200 of liquor to one nice. of them. It, it was a real classy move. Like, and the guy was sort of hiding it it a, a real half-assed effort to conceal the the booze was made and my dad is in the food and like i'm like sitting there snickering and like laughing while this is transpiring yeah. and the they were happy to take the food and you know it was our good good deed for the day <laughs> um so we did that and then we went back on the boat and went back to sitting in jacuzzis and Sitting by, you had a real hard drinking time. Yeah, it was difficult. That said, the cruise line I was on did not cater to hungover people very well. Nowhere because does. They, 
They would like get on the horn at 10 in the morning and be like, attention everyone, we're having a shuffleboard tournament in 15 minutes. Like, fuck off. It's 10. I was up till 3. Go away. <laughs> um, they were really bad about that. And we were also pretty much convinced that, because we know that the, uh, the woman who does all the announcements is the, uh, cruise director. Sure. Who is this nice, very, 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 very peppy woman. They always who I are. know has to be at, like, all the events. So all the events they have to, like, 2 a.m., she's there, and then she's up to make 10 a.m. announcements. That bullshit's a fucking recording. No, no, no. She, she's, she's on a shit ton of cocaine. In. Yeah, or that. Um, so we did that. And then the two days back to Massachusetts, we're just straight fucking drinking. Um, and if you're ever on a cruise, like, to Bermuda or one of the Boston Bermuda cruises, the Thursday, so the first night that, like, no one was on the island that day, like, you left the day before, it has been the first day of everyone straight up cooped up on the boat, that is the night that everyone goes crazy. So, um, there was a club that me and my brother spent some time at, but it wound up, it, that ended, like, we wound up, like, talking to the, like, girls there, and they're all, like, fucking, like, 17, and that cured me and my brother of that real fast, like, okay, we want the fuck out of here, because, um, when you think about it, the demographic of people on a ship basically boils down to couples, so fiancés, newlyweds, yep. old grandmas and grandpas, and people with their family. Mm-hmm. And the second demographic, the number of people in that who are like 23 to 26 is not very many. The thing that was fucked about it all is like the club after a certain hour is supposed to be 21 plus, mm-hmm. and you couldn't find a 21 plus person in there. It's like, okay, why am I the only person with booze? This is weird. Yep. So left that, but my brother went um, like on that night and he saw a fucking fight break out and that got the whole thing cleared out. And then the next day the word around the ship was that uh, seven people were thrown in the brig, which yes, cruise ships have a brig. Yeah, I they don't know do. where it is or what it looks like, but they have one. And, uh, supposedly, or, and we heard that, like, another fight broke out on another deck, so I'm assuming that two guys from where my brother was at got thrown in the brig, and more people got in a fight somewhere else and got thrown in the brig. So, yeah, Boston. Now, it's, um, um not to undersell the Boston factor, but I, I, because of the industry I work in, I've worked with a lot of people that have worked on cruise ships as staff of some kind, and mm-hmm. the brig is a very important part of a cruise ship. I don't think any of them have stories of a cruise that did not involve someone getting thrown in the brig at some point. Oh, yeah. It's like a death rocky wedding without death. A cruise without someone in the brig is considered a dull event. No, and to put in perspective, like, you had to pay extra for the unlimited booze package. Lots of cruises just have unlimited booze as part of the um, entrance fee. Yeah. So the other thing I went to was uh, they had, they listed it as hockey shootout. Oh, God. Um, so I was like, I'm like, okay, me and my brother both played hockey for forever. Like, Hey, we'll go to that thing. It'll be fun. And it was up on the basketball court. This is going to get crazy. So like, they're probably just going to have some like Mylac piece of shit, rubber and plastic sticks. Like, you know, you had back in high school and, uh, who knows? No one will probably be able to shoot and it'll be fine. And I was like, "Ah, I won't even put in my contacts. I'll just wear my glasses. What kind of event it'll be. Turns out by shootout, they meant scrimmage. So it was like a five on, or not five on five, like a 
three on three with a goalie on each team. Sure. And it was this, the piece of shit sticks, and it was a weird, like, the ball wasn't, like, it was like a ball that someone, like, put, like, an X on, kind of like an atom, if you made, like, an atom with two electrons circling it into a ball, so it didn't roll correctly, but it okay. didn't, like, it took a lot of the bounce out of it, so it allows you to play in a smaller space. Like, I get the concept, but it still was kind of shitty. Sure. Um, because I played goalie in hockey, I played goalie in this, and because... That way I could never be accused of shoving a little kid down, um, unless I really went out of my way. But what wound up happening that ended the game was like a 10 or some like 8-year-old kid. Now this kid's got to be ha- had like the worst week of his life. My parents like wound up talking to his family afterward. And uh, the kid wound up, so there's netting around the basketball court that's, it's a fully encased in this yeah, net. it's a safety thing. Well, it's a safety thing also it keeps the basketball from going in the ocean. Yeah. And um, it has carabiners that hold the net to it. Okay. This kid took a dive, or not like in a PK Subban kind of way, but like a like slid, and somehow managed to get a carabiner clip to go through his knee. Ooh. And close itself. Ugh. And uh, that put an end to that game. That's um, impressive. Yeah, that's. So, yeah, there's no sharp part on a carabiner clip. I feel really bad for the kid. Mm. But his dad got it out, and they were able to get him down to the uh, infirmary because the boats absolutely have a very well-staffed infirmary. Yes. And the kid got some stitches, and he's going to be okay. But my dad talked to the kid's fa- or wound up like meeting the kid's like uncle or something, or his uh, father. And apparently earlier in the week, the kid, like, broke his toe, and then was playing <laughs> wiffle ball and chipped a tooth, and oh, then this, God. and he's just had, that kid's just having the worst week of his life. His name is Lucky. Yeah, his name is Lucky. Um, so, that was my, my cruise. <laughs> um, then I came back to Massachusetts, or not back to Massachusetts, I got back to New Hampshire, and, um, oh, all throughout this, my roommate's, uh, girlfriend was in from France. Um, his girlfriend lives in France and she spent, uh, two weeks, uh, living with us. So, so I only got to see her for a little now? while. Yes, it, it is. Um, there was a great tag team effort. Um, I moved furniture. He vacuumed. It was great. Um, so the apartment was significantly cleaner for a short period of time. Things, I can assure you though, things are back to their normal state, at least in my side of the apartment. Sure. <laughs> um, but meeting her was really cool. Um, but the one funny thing I'm gonna one story I'm gonna have to tell about her is um she comes up to me and she's like, Jeff, Americans eat the strangest food. I'm like, Really? What do we eat that's so weird? She goes, Americans eat egg whites from a carton. I'm like, Okay. <laughs> some some do indeed do that. Yeah, I'm like wrong. I'm like, yeah, what about it? And she's like there's no flavor in the egg white. It's all in the yolk. And I'm like, yeah, but that's also where all the cholesterol is. Like, it's the healthy alternative for those who still want omelets. Um, she's like, nah, whatever. You guys are all weird. You should just get eggs like the rest of the world. I don't disagree with her, but I, she's also wrong, yes. <laughs> so that was funny. Um, so on to the games I've been playing, I guess. Um, it arrived today, so I have not had a chance to play it yet, but I did get Persona 4 for my PlayStation 2. Cool. Um, I don't know when I'll be getting around to playing that, or I don't really plan on putting down Nocturne for it, 
So it could be several years before I see this game, but it is How in my is possession. How is Nocturne? Um, I haven't gotten to play much of it yet, but people are like on the back of the box. It's like featuring Dante from Devil May Cry. Yes, it is the right one. Cool. And um, the like, I've run into a couple of people. Like, I saw a really cool looking guy in red with a big sword. Um, I'd and I've forgotten also forgotten about that. Yeah. Yeah. Laying on thick, huh? <laughs> um, Cameo. Yeah, so far I've 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 been like introduced to some of like the fighting systems and I am confused as hell. Yes, you will and eventually we'll figure it out. And uh so far I've met I've entered the like I guess cataclysmic event to to kickstart the game. Yeah. With the whole like very strange Scooby Doo beginning of like, "Hey, want to meet at the abandoned hospital?" Yeah. Oh, don't I can't you love find how anybody. that game goes from like innocuous G-rated anime to like what the fuck? Yes, it, it has done a great job of like. <laughs> I need to play more Killer is Dead. Magical Man Madokaing me. Yeah. Um, just fucking with my head, which I greatly enjoy. Games that can make me go what? I've not okay. Those are things I haven't seen before. Or yep. I haven't seen them in that order. I have received the aforementioned text message for what it's worth. I've not looked at it yet. Is that important to the segment we're in right now? Oh, yes, I can talk about that now. So you may open that and tell me what you see. Hey, look, it's Tubbs. And? He gave you the salmon jerky. He did. And then? You uninstalled it, as you said you would. <laughs> I, I'm not surprised yep. by this. I'm simply, yep. You have beaten the game, as far as I'm concerned. You got yep. the salmon jerky from Tubbs. Uh, for those confused, we were talking about Neko Atsune. Atsume, <laughs> however you pronounce it. The um, cat game, I think I mentioned all the way back in, well, like, episode five or something like that, the Wicked yeah. Awesome Cat. Kitty collector for the vernacular of yeah. probably our general demographic. <laughs> and I have no idea how or why Jeff decided to pick it up briefly, but... Neither get, does Jeff. What? <laughs> Neither does Jeff. Yeah, I get this text from Jeff saying, like, so I got Tubbs to show it, and I'm like, yeah, but you haven't beaten the game till Tubbs gives you the salmon jerky, and yeah, he's gotten the salmon jerky, he's beaten the game. Everything after that point is just bonus content. Yep, and I uninstalled the game promptly. That's probably you should, <laughs> but yeah, Tubbs is the motherfucking man. Yep. Tubbs is the greatest. Uh, all other cats are bullshit. Scumbag of the universe, <laughs> Tubbs. Yep. So I guess that was one of my uh, video games. <laughs> I guess that was my video games. I beat Kitty Collector. Yep. Scratch that off the uh, the old bucket list. Off the backlog, yeah. So, one you're going to want to talk about. I played played me some Evolve 2. Oh, you mean Evolve Free-to-Play. Yes. So... It came out, my room was like, hey, we should, or do you want to play this game? And I was like, Gearbox owes me a hand job. And he's like, they won't give you that. How about fisting? I'm like, nah, I already had that. It wasn't fun. That was called, that was called Evolve 1. <laughs> um, was that Gearbox? I thought that was just 2K. Or 2K, sorry, yeah. 2K. Gearbox, sorry to soil your name. But you made Battleborn, so screw you guys yeah. still. <laughs> okay. But, um, but 2K for coming up with that game. And, I've only played two rounds, one of which was, I never want to be this disappointed in these words ever again, the bionic Viking who wasn't very Viking, um, and his gun really drove me crazy, because it's basically a shotgun that you press the trigger once and it just unloads the fucking clip, I'm like, huh, I would have liked to add a little more control than that, 
Um, can I gallop the gun? Can I control spread? Can I control spray? Like, uh, there's a lot of techniques here you're robbing me of. Yeah. And I don't remember him having, like, a thick Nordic accent or, like, talking like a Monomarth or any of the things I really would like a bionic space viking to have. Um, and then I played a game as the monster. Um, I'm not a good monster. I knew this beforehand. I now definitely know it. Um, they have made improvements. I will give them the credit of that. I think at this point, the thing that I think is the hardest part for me to get past is so much of the game, the jetpacks. I've had long discussions with my roommate about how to balance this because I wanted like infinite jetpack and he made a lot of really good counter arguments for why mm-hmm. you can't just give infinite jetpack and infinite, um, jump to the monster to try and bring it up to like a quick game speed. Cause I'd kind of be for that. Even if you had to go back to the old, like the dome had to be hit, but a lot of that game is so vertically involved and the jetpacks pitter out so quickly yeah. that you spend so much of your time walking around waiting for jetpack to come back. And I guess the professional consensus is you should never drop below two charges of jetpack in case shit hits the fan. So too much of it is walking simulator. Yeah. I. Uh, we were not kind to that game in the 2015 Game of the Year presentation. If you want to go watch that, it's over on the channel. I... I, I, there are lots of fundamental things you have to change about that game, I think. They changed a lot of good ones. They even brought in things I didn't think of, which, good on them for that. I don't think it's going to be a game that's going to really hold me still, and I still insist that they owe me a handjob, in addition to a free copy of their sequel. I think that they should, that what I want them to do is give me a full refund and then charge me full price for this game. Also, I, I just need a. I just want a refund and a hand job for selling me Evolve One. What That's, did the Founders Pack that you now have as a original buyer of Evolve get you ultimately? A lot of random stuff. Fair. I, um, I was hoping like it'd be good. guns and in-game currency and monsters and stuff. I got access to a lot of in-game content, but like, it was a lot of like, I don't know. I it, it, I don't have the motivation to go explore what they give me what they gave me, because like no, it's still evolved at the know. end of the day. Yeah, um, I I'm I'm thankful that they gave me the extra stuff. They didn't give me friggin' eighty sixty eighty dollars worth of stuff, especially because the season pass completely fucked you because they only gave you one thing, came out with a second season worth of stuff, and then made a whole new fucking game. Okay, so let me ask a potentially loaded question. Sure. Um, if you were, uh, if you were already playing Evolve for some reason, like if you were a pretty, if you were still a, a devote Evolve player, if you will, would you be happy with the shift to free to play? I don't know about that because that has a lot to do with personal value and um, where you rate the game, like monetarily. If the question was, if you were a person who was playing old Evolve, would you like the new game? Yeah, I think the answer is yes. Okay. Um, the game is, I've, it feels exclusively like improvements. Like, they've taken, like, there was a lot of things that was like, this is complete and innate useless shit. Like, in the old game, the tracker basically, like, you come along for the ride, you trap the, the beast, and then, I don't know, 
suck your thumb for the don't die yeah suck your thumb so they eliminated that with now everyone can throw the dome but you have to have line of sight with the monster the monster always gets domed and every and the dome lasts for five minutes but for every person the monster downs it takes a minute off that timer Mm. so it encourages the monster actually to fight the humans as opposed to run around and just i just need to live these guys and just get away sure um it forces a lot more of that which Step in the right direction. Love yeah, that makes it. a lot of sense. Um, it also made them have to are able to like sit down and go, okay, trackers. Now what do they do? Oh, useful things. Like they they definitely recognize like okay, some of these classes don't do dick. Um, and they kind of they tweaked that and made that a lot better. Like I want to honestly, I want to like the game. Yeah. Because they took they did do a lot. They didn't just spit out evolve one with more stuff. Sure. They actually took the complaints and did things about them. But that game's still always on a razor's edge of falling back into being running simulator. So I guess to back it up one step, um, if you were not an Evolve player prior to this and you were to jump in at this point, is it potentially a good game? It's potentially acceptable. Um, I don't know. It could be okay. It could be good. Depends on the person. I know for a fact that a lot of my bile versus Evolve 1 has to do with the fact they bent me over and fucked me in the ass. No, no, it's it's a very... You've got screwed pretty hard on that whole ridiculous DLC thing. And Turtle Rock, the guy's been having come up, like, yeah, that wasn't great. We're kind of sorry about that. Yeah. So if you address this game as strictly a free-to-play game, it is a phenomenal free-to-play game. Um, Good graphics, like mechanics... They put stuff into it. As far as free-to-play games, I can definitely see someone coming in from, like, a blank slate and completely enjoying this. Like, there's more than enough stuff here that you could do that. But if you're like me and you're jaded against Evolve 1, this game's probably not going to turn you, but it does have the potential to at least try. Sure. Which is a lot to say for it, so... I guess before we move on from this, did you lose anything in it going to free-to-play? Like, was there any stuff you had prior that you no longer have given the new system? Um, I don't think so. Um, they gave you enough in-game currency to buy pretty much anything you wanted. Sure. And there's more beginner heroes. I don't know if they've, because I haven't really explored much, I don't know if they've really fixed the problem of, like, in the last game, it's like you have the basic heroes and the rest... Nah, the upgrade path ...pretty much all suck. Yeah. Um, there was a couple exceptions, like, I think it was the, you could use alternate, uh, healers, and you could use alternate, um, trackers on occasion, but at the end of the day, the one with Daisy was, was one of the better trackers, um, and there wasn't really a reason to go up to the other trackers, and, um, Hank was the best assault or support, whatever they called him, and then, oh no, he was the best support, and then the best assault was, uh, Markov, and then, like, all the other assaults fucking sucked. The other uh, supports, I don't remember being very good. There were characters like Bucket and I think Lazarus that mm-hmm. like saw some play because they were fun, and that's a perfectly valid reason. Like there were some other fun characters, but like once you had, you had the basic set, and that was really all you needed. Sure. And then like as far as monsters went, like the Goliath was just so solid that like, and the other ones were so like. Difficult to master, easy to get your shit pushed in because they traded off. They weren't tanky anymore like the Goliath was. They were just like higher damage squish machines, so they were they took a different kind of skill. So they, you saw a lot less of them. Um, 
don't know. It, it, it was different. Oh, sure. It sounds... I, I'm glad one of us at SWS played the new Evolve, because I'm like, eh, I didn't play it prior, and I'm not going to play it now, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's valid. It, there's some fun stuff to be had there. It's not something I think I could do for hours and hours on end, because the thing is, is I'll have, like, a game that'll go fun. Like, yeah. you'll get the monster early, and then you and the monster will have an absolute knockdown slugfest. Oh, sure. I don't even care who wins. That's a good fight at the end of the day. Yeah. And then you'll have other ones that's like, this guy is a goddamn mouse, and he's just run, fucking running around. Like, um, sometimes, like, even the new stuff, like, if... Uh, things don't go well and the first time you dome them, you're probably spending the rest of the game just chasing him because you have so long until the, or you have a while. Well, it's not that terrible while, but like there are definitely scenarios I've run into where it's like, yeah, we, we've run around the map like four times. Yeah. I, we, we're not getting anywhere. So, yeah, I figured that th- that's why I wanted to go second on tell in the week. Cause, uh, no, it's, it's, you, you did a lot. You've been on vacation and shit like that. Like you've had stuff yeah. going on. I've been just doing normal stuff. Yep. Um, and then I've been playing some Overwatch. Um, I got to play some Anna. She's fun. Um, I had or I've been having a lot of fun with Overwatch. I now know one feature I want, which is um, I want them to give me the ability to put a delay in between queues. So like when one game ends, if I can put in like a ten second delay before it throws me back into uh the game time because just so I have like 25 seconds between games as opposed to 15 because that way like if I get a loot box or something I can open it or like that makes sense yeah so did that I've been playing a lot of uh, Tracer and Farah, and I've been pretty consistently getting most damage on my team so I've been pretty proud of that especially on Tracer because she's really squishy (laughs) Have you touched competitive mode yet, or still not? Um, I haven't played the game hardcore enough to get up to the level to where I'm allowed to play competitive, so I have not. Um, My understanding of this game's meta is still very basic at best. Um, I I do go on the Overwatch subreddit periodically. That said, the Overwatch subreddit operates so differently from the League of Legends one. Because, like, the League of Legends one, you'll have, like, meta conversations about, like, here, hey, unpopular opinion on tanks or unpopular opinion on assassins or something where people start sure. talking about, like, the meta and the mechanics of it. Whereas the Overwatch one is a lot more of, like, check out my really cool play of the game. And it's a lot more, like, individual player highlights and stuff, which is very, you know, that's fine for a subreddit to operate like that. But there's that's a lot so less of the conversation for um, no, yeah. high tier stuff. Yeah. Well, is that it for your week, or what you've been up to, I guess? Because it's more than a week at this point. Yeah, I think, or I guess the only other thing, <laughs> going even further back than the cruise, because I'm pretty sure 4th of July weekend, you didn't run in, or um, would have been when I left. I think so, that sounds right-ish. So, I would have had the 4th of July weekend, then left for my cruise, and then yeah. this is the third week of July. So... We met up with my D&D group, oh, God. Um, and we went out for sushi, and we had a fantastic time. And um, because some of our members are in Massachusetts, it's very difficult to get them up here. So every now and then, the, the New Hampshire guys, just, or, uh, we all just like meet up and hang out. Um, you know, it's a camaraderie thing. Yeah. Um, we go to sushi and then get frozen yogurt. It's very, it, it's very juvenile, but it's fun. 
I then, was, um, I'm not sure why, but I was looking into the um, virtual options with which exist to play Dungeons and Dragons the other day for some weird reason. I was told they're not very good. I, I got the opposite rolling. impression. Like, I let me rephrase huh. that you have to put some time in to make them work correctly, but they're not like game games. They're very much like simulators. But like, it's like no, it's, it gives yep. you a uh, digital play space and stuff like that. I, I didn't read too much into. I'm like, oh, this is a thing. Ah, wonder how well yep. that works actually. Hmm. The reviews but, um, are positive though. I yeah. Yeah, we we wound up going back to our apartment. We were supposed to go and watch fireworks. We were like, hey, you know, it's like four o'clock. It's gonna be fucking daylight until fucking nine p.m. We'll go back to me and my roommate's apartment and we'll uh, play some games. And we wound up playing a couple hours of uh, Jackbox, it's which a good I bring game. It's a good game that uh, you introduced me to. Yeah. That, uh, or for those out there who've seen the Jackbox on the shelf, pick it up. It's worth it. The Greatest se- party game ever. The sequel's not quite as good as the original, but yeah, the, the Jackbox is a really solid games. Yep. Uh, we played some Drawful. It only took like two turns for someone to make their self-portrait a penis. Yep, that sounds about right. <laughs> and then another person to make their self-portrait a giant muscular individual with a penis. Yep, <laughs> still sounds about right. So now that we've... Wow, the internet with my tales of yore and grandeur and boredom, probably. Ready for some news? I am ready for some news. So I, I couldn't totally keep it out of the news, apparently. We do have one Pokemon Go thing. And it's not so much about the game as more the fact that uh, people are selling their accounts hmm. for roughly 100 bucks, give or take, kind of thing, depending on your level. Hmm. Uh, it, it is That's cons- a lot quickly. Yeah, it is considered cheating, though, under the term, under the user agreement and stuff like that. And doing so, we'll get that account locked and you banned and all that shit. But, yeah. (laughs) On the thought of user agreements, in League of Legends, there was a patch recently that um, we were reading. uh, It was a post I was reading about the upgrade to the user agreement. And it was talking about the different sections and what they meant. And there is a section of the Riot user agreement that says that um, you may not play their game if you are a known terrorist or recognized as a terrorist by the United States or any of its territories. So, terrorists, not welcome. <laughs> well, so, um, League of Legends. speaking of League of Legends, do you know the big League of Legends news? Possibly, but I'm not thinking of it. New champion! Oh, uh, yes, they're teasing a uh, new guy. Kled. Yep, Kled. He looks like Timo uh, on a raptor. Uh, well, if, or, he looks like Gnar on a raptor, but you don't, you probably haven't seen the character Gnar. <laughs> he looks like one of the bullshit fuzzy animal things on a raptor. Yes, he is a yordle on a raptor. Yep. Um, Gnar, spelled G-N-A-R. Um, yes, he is a yordle, he is on a raptor. Um, I'm hoping he's a jungler, because I like to jungle. Yeah, the, um, the video that came out for him you can find, it's doesn't show much but it's a cool video at least yep i believe they actually they already accidentally gave away that his um the raptor's name is scarl sure i think they are got accidentally leaked um or one riot employee like slipped up and said it or something so now everyone's taking that as like you know gossible i yeah i 
I was hoping you actually might know more about it. It's like it's a new league character. I thought yeah. that'd be something we'd be all over, but yeah, that's all I got. I mean, on outside that one. of the video, that's all anyone knows. No, fair. That's completely fair. I thought yeah. there might be more leaks out there. Um, yeah. Rise happened today. Uh, maybe we keep the news yep. up to date as we can before the podcast starts. Um, <laughs> uh, Rise may not be on Reddit right now. <laughs> <laughs> you joke, but during your whole what I did this week, I definitely added at least two stories to the. Um, Dock it. Guess they just hey, popped up. That's just up. good journalism. Yeah, breaking news. Uh, yeah. So, um, Rise of the Tomb Raider is officially coming out for the PS4 on October 11th. It will apparently also have PlayStation VR support. I don't know about the VR, but I may be looking to get me hands on uh, some more good Uncharted games. Yeah, so those playing along. Give this one a look see. It's also available on Xbox One and PC already. I. I was a big fan of this game. I think I it was definitely in the running. I think for Game of the Year for us last year, Maybe, it definitely got a mention. Yeah, it definitely got a mention. I, it's a fantastic game with a couple rough edges. Maybe it's maybe it's already maybe it's in two thousand. I'll have to look that up. I when I played it, I was very complimentary of that game. I was a big yeah. fan of the original Tomb Raider, and the sequel is pretty damn good. I feel like we may have talked about it during the podcast. Maybe even I don't. We we talked about it during E three. Um, the year it was announced, and we talked very critically of it, but that just goes to show that SWS is willing to not necessarily admit when they're wrong, but to form a real opinion based on the product once it arrives. Yeah, no, it came out After last... After shit-talking it. Yeah, it, it definitely came out last year, <laughs> November, from quickly. Yeah, I'm not totally crazy. But yeah, congrats, PS4 people. You can finally play that game, and Woo! I'm really curious what the hell VR support is for that game, because that could be that interesting. Could be... That could cause some pretty serious nausea. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Um, to jump until out. VR Mirror's Edge comes out and just <laughs> like who who is afraid of heights? Who wants to play Vertigo Simulator? That's uh, people keep going. I totally want Mirror's Edge VR, and I'm like, no, you don't actually. You don't understand what the implications of that are. No one actually wants that. Hmm. I mean, I'd try it. Oh, you'd try it, but you wouldn't actually. You wouldn't want it. Uh, I think I'd want it. I don't think I'd want to play it for six hours in a row. Fair. I'd probably like, I'm going to do an hour of pretending to run, so it feels like I actually ran as opposed to going out and being active. Oh, fair. Mm-hmm. There's a Pokemon Go while doing that or something. But uh, <laughs> speaking of things coming to the PS4, System Shock has been officially confirmed as coming to the PS4, apparently. Um, initially, I guess the, uh, the re-release of it was definitely coming to PC, I'm Thought that may have been exclusively, but now it's coming to the PS4. I'm sure Xbox One news potentially to follow. But yeah, uh, if you want to go check out the quick look, whatever you want to call it, the hey, let's play we did of the uh, alpha that was out there. It's over on the channel. We, I, I was impressed by it. As a big System Shock fan, it felt very System Shocky. The alpha is fucking rough, though. Like, goddamn rough. Hey, I, I remember the Battlefield 3 beta. Yeah. It, it was tough times were had, man. No, it, it it has a lot of promise and I'm very excited for that project. I I don't know if you can still kickstart it or not, but if you can, maybe go throw some money. You can get the game for cheap that way. You can get uh System Shock one and two on good old games for ten bucks and twenty bucks. Yeah, they're also oh, no, on, twenty bucks for both of them. Yeah, they're on Steam bundled too. I think the um System Shock one is like an H D up res two even or something. Or it's made nice. viable for modern consoles at least. Yeah. It definitely looks like an uprez for a game that came out in 1994. Yeah, no, it's it. Both games have some rough edges. System Shock Two is a lot better than System Shock One, but I, they are very important video games to video games overall. If that makes any sense. 
Oh yeah, they're up there with like Half Life. Yeah, no, it- like games that like set the bar for certain or like some of the things that we take for granted in video games, like AI pathing, AI dialogue, yeah, like shit like that. That like we just don't even think about these games. It's just like part of the landscape ground now. on, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, moving on from that, though, uh, uh, we'll talk about Evo later, but that's the main topic this week. Um, Idol, the, la- the last character for Season 3 of Killer Instinct, got announced at Evo. It's a big, another boss monster. It's a two-headed, ogre-ish thing. If you're into KI, congratulations, you've got another boss to fight as. It looks real cool, but we'll be, we'll be talking more about KI in general in a few minutes, so more, enough on that. Uh, Fig, this is maybe the biggest news item, at least in... As me and you care about news items, Jeff, um, Fig still can't act. Fig still doesn't have SEC, um, SEC approval to give the investment funds it or yeah, investment funds it's collected to the game developers that it raised money for. So what I'm getting out of this is Psychonauts Two can't touch its money. Uh, Psychonauts Two does not have access to all of its money yet. Uh, my understanding of the situation is the more traditional kickstarted angle of it, that money they could pass along, but the, as you remember, Fig allows you to actually invest, like, actual invest in projects, and admittedly that means, like, a much smaller minimum, or a much larger minimum for what you had to invest, and they still can't get that money to developers, and that's kind of shitty. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, that's... Uh, it does mean probably that Psychonauts 2 is even farther away than we want to think about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, moving on from that, though, uh, the guy who... I'm not sure if this happened at the time we were playing, we did, since we've been doing the podcast or not, the guy who brought guns to the Pokemon World Championship uh, has been sentenced two years in prison. I did not know that uh, that's uh, That was the thing, yeah. The Pokemon World Championship had a... I'm not sure if it was necessarily a terrorist threat, but two guys, when like they... Arrested two guys with like a shit ton of guns in the back of a car, and it was not a great week for Pokemon then. Hmm. Yeah, I know. That fucking blows. Yeah. But speaking of Pokemon, a live-action Pokemon movie has been greenlit. Allegedly, it stars Detective Pikachu, so it's not your normal Pokemon story. The um, fan requests that Danny DeVito does the voice of Detective Pikachu have... Returned, and it's creepy as ever, but it could be funny. I saw that video. It was fantastic. Yeah. He does not know what Pokemon is, FYI, which makes it funnier. <laughs> nice. There's an article where Danny DeVito has no idea what Pokemon is. It is fantastic. That's awesome. Yeah. In the more that, kind of... The thing is, is like, in a way, I want them to still do the, like, um... I want him to basically just be It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia and he's still, like, just being a blumbering idiot or whatever. Like, Pikachu, what do you think? I'm I'm confused. That's what everyone like, wants. That's that's secretly what everyone e- wants. Yeah, either that or, like, goes straight on, like, Phil from Hercules and just, like, incomprehensible amounts of encouragement. Maybe, maybe. I. Ash, rule 32, kid. Focus. Yeah. I... Keep your eye on the ball. I. It's... The one reaction I have is Pokemon is super hot right now, courtesy of Pokemon Go. I don't think they can make a movie fast enough to potentially cash in on that. Like, in the Charlie is skeptical about everything category of life, 
I, in, in the same way that I'm not totally sure we'll be talking about Overwatch in a year, I'm not convinced we'll be talking about Pokemon Go the way we are once the summer ends and kids are back in school. I don't think it matters. I think because it's got Pokemon attached to it, just the fact that this many people got interested in Pokemon Go isn't necessarily just a function of Pokemon Go as being the hot thing in itself. It's Pokemon or a thing people genuinely want. No, no, I think it, it'll be able to survive on its own hype. You're right. It does show that, like, no, people will fucking pay money for Pokemon bullshit. No, it's fair. Especially things that are really easy to get into. Movies do not have a barrier to entry other than, like, your movie ticket. You don't need to grind to get to a movie. But what mean, if you had other to? Other than your job, but... What? What if you had to fight people for that movie ticket? Less people would go. <laughs> I would... I want that to happen now. <laughs> Good luck with that. <laughs> yeah, um, what's left? Uh, I guess, uh, oh, um, the uh, game development company Hipster Whale, the guys behind Crossy Road, and the um, crazy Pac-Man, what's it called, like 5600 or something? They do 8-bit-inspired games for the phones. They've moved over from just straight game development to publishing. I find that interesting because... Their game, Crossy Road, led to a bunch of rip-off games that were similar to Crossy Road, and I really want them to become the publisher of all games that are Crossy Road-like. They could have purchased those companies. They could, they might have. I don't know exactly. I, They're a decent company. They've done free-to-play stuff with, like, hey, you can totally spend money in this game in the least obnoxious ways possible. So I, I think we may be entering into a semi-golden era of mobile games, which would be cool. Hmm. Yeah. Mobile games do need to continue to evolve. Yeah. Or at least I want them to continue to evolve. If they stay exactly where they're at, I'm gonna be so depressed. No, and I, I think it's you have the like, you have the Go franchise, and not necessarily included, but the, you have games like Pokemon Go that do prove there's a fucking market for these games if they're good, and if you make them good, people will get invested in them. Yep. But I guess uh. Last on the list, because I can't go a week without a food item, apparently, there is now a Krispy Kreme donut-flavored soda out there. It's brand-specific now. Brand, uh, blame the company Cheerwine for this. They've partnered up. It's it's a soda. Yep. <laughs> Joy. People need to be stopped. I, I, I kind of want them now to make a soda-flavored donut, but... <laughs> As someone who does not it actually like, could be nice because you start getting the like the bitterness kind of cutting the uh, sweetness. Get that nice blend that sodas have. Yeah, as someone who does not like soda, it's like, wow, you managed to make things I do not give a fuck about. I mean, you have. I know that you have in your room a uh, donut glazed donut flavored beer. Do I? Um, it's not full. It's an empty bottle. Oh right, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about now. Yes. That stuff was uh, terrible. That stuff was terrible. And 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 to add to my disgust, there is a um, cheer wine infused donut out there. So yeah, if you want that donut that's got that uh, soda flavor, go for it. I'm more cu- I'm more curious about the donut than I am about the soda. If I was presented with one, I would definitely try it. You have to get it by July. So if you want to get on this, it's running out. I don't even know where I'd get it. Uh, you can get it at uh, Bilo, Food Lion, Harris Teeter. I don't even know what the hell that is. Ingalls Market, Kroger's, Lowe's Food. Didn't know that was a thing. Piggly Wiggly, Publix, <laughs> and Walmart. 
Walmart is the only one of those that are out in. Uh, uh, but you will have to live in Carolina or Tennessee to get access to it. Yeah, I don't think this one's making its way over to me. No, uh, I, geographically, I, I don't think it is. I don't think it is. Um, you can get the soda in, South, in North Carolina, South Carolina, and Savannah, Georgia. That is a small test. Uh, yes. Test group. Yeah, I. That's your weird ass bullshit food item of the week, I guess. Uh, <laughs> so not a ton of stuff happened except for one big thing happened over the weekend, which was Evo. And I we've done kind of the esports podcast before, but I personally felt, and not necessarily for what happened, but kind of the general scope of it, that Evo 2016 was worth making into a main topic, specifically because it had ESPN coverage of the main event, which is Street Fighter V. Like it, it, a feed of that was piped into the ESPN 2, I believe, and it had live commentary of people that actually what the hell they're talking about, and they toned it down enough that a non-Street Fighter playing crowd could actually understand it. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, all the Twitch streams were available. I, I'm not sure why, but the um, Killer Instinct finals were on Saturday night on a different stage. I don't know why they got shoved to a different night, but... That's a damn shame because I think that's the most watchable. Uh, that and Pokemon Tournament are the two most generally watchable games, I think, from a I don't know what's going on, but shit is happening. I want to watch games added Evo this year. But the Street Fighter stuff wasn't bad. Um, Nash is apparently the character to beat. Uh, I do think the, the one comment I think the Giant Bomb guys, which I agree with, is if you don't know anything about Street Fighter or fighting games in general, Watching the ESPN coverage of Street Fighter V might make you go, what, are there like three characters in this game, Tops? <laughs> Which <laughs> is not a good thing, because they don't understand the concept of, me- of the meta or the matchup. Like, on the flip side, KI, again, every year has a disgusting diversity, because the balance in that game is a tad better, in my opinion. But mm-hmm. yeah, did you watch Evo at all, Jeff? I watched VODs of the Pokken Tournament of Evo, because Pokken, competitive Pokken Tournament, I don't think I own a console that'll play that game, you don't. but it looks crazy fun. Oh no, Pokken's a lot of fun. It's Like I said, it's one of the games they were showing that just you can watch it, and it's just kind of fun, because like, it's Pokemon body slamming each other and shit like that. It's it's exactly what you're looking for in some ways. Um, Pokemon Tournament, I will say, it looked very different compared to a lot of what I would consider traditional fighting games, because they had much more, like, range-focused champions. Yes. Um, which is something I don't see nearly as common in games, unless it's, like, uh, Soul Calibur, where weapons are part of their kit. Sure. Um, whereas in this one, you have a lot more, like, beam attacks and shit. Um, this wasn't an unwelcome Edition. It was just an observation. Yeah, uh, I saw a lot of like. Was it? I don't. I've never been able to pronounce this character's name since they were one of the legendary, uh, like dog creatures in um, Silver and Gold. It was like Sushin, Susin, like S U C I N E. Suiken, I think, or something. Suiken or something yeah, like that. I know yeah. what you're talking about. It's like a blue dog thing that shoots like ice lasers or yeah. something. Saw a lot of that one, and then um, some digging Pokemon that I've not. That's from uh, Pokemon X and Y. It's got like a, it's like a street trick, it's like a ground burrow move. That was cool. Yeah, that was some uh, cool yeah. fights. I'm currently in the middle of uh, Pokemon Y on my uh, 
DS, I think. Yeah, that's... I could have it wrong. They had, or no, I have Pokemon White. That's the <clears throat> that's two iterations ago, yeah. Yeah. But it was still very cool. Yeah. Now, it's, I, I do want to call a little bullshit on the fact that there were two different Super Smash Brothers tournaments. You had hmm. the Wii U version and the Melee version. You mean Brawl and Melee, or was no, it... No, you um, had Melee and you had Wii U. So what's Wii U? The Wii U version. It's just called Super Smash Bros. Wii U. Um, is this new? Is this a different game? Brawl what? was the one that came out on the Wii, I want to say. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Where people were just like, this is fucking garbage. I, I don't get why there's two separate tournaments for that. I'm sure the FGC thinks that there should be two tournaments... As someone who does not like either version of that game to watch, the fact that both of those games got, I think, Final Day status and KI didn't, that was some fucking horse shit. I... Yeah. I, and so I... And the reason I wanted to make this the topic this week is there's been some debate for a long time of whether or not the FGC was ready to be an eSport, and... I think for better or worse now, it is. The moment you have ESPN broadcast one of your fights as part of a TV event, congrats, you're now officially an eSport, whether you want to be or not. Like We're they, here now. Yeah, you... The final day was a big rent out arena. They had... It was like a... It was a little arena. Like, a, like, I'm not sure what gym it was, but it was some probably casino sporting event space or something, <clears> and they had the big stage... And the professional announcing and all that stuff, and it it looked real cool. It it was nice to see Evo kind of finally take the form of this is a boxing match. People have come. There's concessions. People are drinking in the audience, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. It's a little weird because you have a stage with a TV and two people on it, dead center, where it's like, well, wow, it's a lot of stage for nothing to happen on. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's like, holy crap, there's a fully blown Evo stage now. That's pretty damn cool. One of the things I think they've been doing really well, um, or at least League of Legends has been starting to move towards this a little bit in some of their bigger events, depending on the stadium they they rent, but um, circular stadiums, ones yeah. where you have like two people in the center and then the crowd sits around a four-screen monitor, I think is the best setup for yeah. video games, but I mean, you're ru- you, you go with what you got. Yeah, like. I, don't, I don't know what the exact setup was. <clears throat> it was more just cool to see them, hey, yeah, we're in an actual arena, like it's... Outside of League and Dota, I'm not sure what other games have really done that in some ways. So it's like, no, this is... Counter-Strike. Yeah. I've never watched uh, a stream Counter-Strike, of Counter-Strike, COD. Trying to remember all. ESPN has a full, like, esports gaming, like, uh, department that, sure. like, does articles and stuff. And they actually do a really good job, like, um, journalistically and, like, literarily. Like, I've had lots of things, like teams making player moves and stuff like broke on ESPN which I found like holy shit. Yeah, I, I think it's but I think in the way you're talking about how it's like oh, these are the big ones fighting games are now have officially arrived whether they want to or not they are now in the public spotlight which I think is a good thing I don't think the FGC is going to like what happens next because I like League and Dota have gotten a lot more organized and are now very much based around these kind of seasons and the tournaments that go with them. Like, you follow that stuff pretty aggressively. Mm-hmm. The Capcom World Cup is a thing separate from Evo, but it was included as like part of the Capcom Championship. One of the stops was Evo, and that was really cool 
because you had Capcom make a custom stage where they added one of the stages to involve Evo 2016. Like it's, I, I just don't know that you can't go back anymore. Like they they reached this point once, and they stumbled and kind of managed to bring it back to an indie thing. I, I just don't think you're, you're going to lose that indiness. I think really quickly because it was a hundred thousand, like, not the same as the MOBA stuff, but. I think it was a hundred thousand. It was a hundred thousand dollars for the prize pool for Street Fighter alone. That's some decent money for the people that want it. Like that's still two thousand bucks for the bottom people. I think even. Yeah, I mean, I've been listening to a lot of. Um, I listened to an Overwatch podcast called the High Noon Podcast, sure. which is perfectly fine, uh, good, informative. It's it gives me just enough of like a little bit of like taste of the competitive side of Overwatch, because um, I like watching a lot of these things. Like I like watching sports. Like, I like knowing a little bit, like, you know, Cloud9, Team Envious, or whatever, Misfits, or whatever, and yeah. whoever's playing Overwatch, you know, who's good, who's not, and whatnot. And, um, ah, shit, my train of thought completely just left. Ah, <laughs> uh, you're watching, over, you're listening to Overwatch podcasts or something. Oh, um, and the prize pools on a lot of Overwatch tournaments, like, right now, Overwatch is in the spot of, like, teams need to, like, there, this, it'd be like a $800 tournament that teams are fighting for and stuff. Like, it's very much in the, like, scrounging together as many small tournaments as you can to get enough money to, you know, live on. But it is working its way up more and more. And I don't know if Blizzard's announced anything big yet. Um, but I'm sure eventually they will announce some kind of Blizzard circuit or something. No, and I think it's, it's going to sound strange. In my mind, the League and Dota stuff, the prize pools are too fucking big. Like that's some ridiculous ass money on the line potentially. I think it's a somewhat reasonable chunk of the amount of revenue being generated. <laughs> no, I think if you're looking at, I think Riot's of, making too much it, money. That's a whole separate topic we could definitely tear into if we wanted to. I, it's that is a lot of money on the line. That's like, that's never worth again in your life potentially money if you do well enough in that tournament. Uh, sort of. I don't think you. A million dollars is a lot of money, but it's not enough money to retire on. I, you did stuff correctly, but yeah, it's still a shit ton of money. Yeah. You wouldn't see me for a while. Yeah, I got, I'd be off on a cruise for a year. Yeah. With all the booze. Yep. But yeah, I, I, I'm not going to, it's going to sound really strange. I kind of like that the FGC prize pools are a little smaller. We're like, they encourage you to do more. Like, I like the Overwatch where it's like, no, you have to do lots of tournaments. You have to be doing stuff to keep this living angle of it feasible for you. Yeah. Well, I'll say that's the other thing with the League of Legends one is it's not a, um, what's it called? They don't have multiple tournaments. They just have, like, the tournament. And it's kind of moving probably in, its, in a way. I think it's going to move towards where, like, regular sports where, like, you know, when the Patriots win the Super Bowl, they don't, like win extra money they just have the fortune of being the super bowl champions and then yeah. all the endorsements that go with it yeah um you win the super bowl and you collect your regular salary and the millions of perks that go with it but i don't think the league itself actually pays out i would be surprised to find out that like in the future league of legends either one never updates the prize pool um as you know currency doubles and whatnot and inflation sure. happens or to find out that they remove it and just start going with the fact that Riot 
I believe has their hand in paying the players yeah, to guarantee that they get paid in the first place. And I would be surprised to find out that Riot someday is like, okay, we're increasing player salaries overall and we're eliminating uh, tournament prize pool money. Yeah, I think in the Riot, in the in the case of MOBAs, that is a longer season in some way. I, I Not necessarily life, but I think it's good they have a, no, you guys get paid to play. Like, you're not, like, if you lose you're not down six months of activity, you're like, you still get, you're still not, you're not going to kick you on the street. This yeah. is not strange. For stuff like fighting games, though, I like the feeling of, no, it's like a boxing match. There is a purse. We split up amongst the players. The purse could be bigger, which would be awesome, but at the same time, it's like, no, no, here is your incentive for winning. You get more. Fucking yep. go for it. Yeah, they're ve- they're very different. Yeah. And I guess I just like that angle of it. I don't think it would work for MOBAs at all, though. I think you have to have that back-end money because I, there's just be so much room for corruption and just player abuse in the MOBA world at that point. Hell, mm-hmm. there probably already is to a certain extent. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I. it was neat to see ESPN kind of stepping out and doing esports stuff. Their broadcast was solid. I was skeptical how well it would work. There were some audio issues, but eh, that's kind of be expected for a first run of this kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I... Getting stadium stuff to work with, um, I feel like a lot of like the stadiums like Gillette Stadium, where the Patriots play, is geared to do professional broadcasts on a dime. Yeah. Where something like, you know, a big concert venue or some of these venues that they rent are perfectly capable of it, but it's not a weekly event for them. So well, the I can understand I, it being a difficulty. Well, and the one I always take it back to is the fact that, like, TV channels don't have a lot of experience piping in raw, live game footage yet. That's been Twitch and a couple other internet-based things up until now. And good on Evo for this. All the stuff you could watch on ESPN, equally available on Twitch. They didn't abandon the people that got them there kind of thing, which I liked a lot. Yeah. Yeah, that definitely is a nice thing. Yeah, but I, I, I'm curious what the logistics were finally of being like, okay, we're doing a live TV. We need to get this game capture device into our system. The what? Game capture. The what? <laughs> so, coax, what, what are we talking here? <laughs> oh, it's HDMI into this box. Okay. And that's going to put it on this computer. Okay, and where does it go from the computer? No, we just get it onto the computer. We don't know. And then we're going to send it out to Twitch and YouTube. And then, I don't know, you guys can watch the YouTube stream? <laughs> yeah, I... No, it's... I I was very impressed by the level they got out of it. Like, I was kind of expecting a train wreck. I didn't quite get a train wreck, so that's good. Yeah, no, yeah. definitely. Hopefully we'll see more of this. I... The one thing I was a tad disappointed was this very much became the Capcom Championship Tour at Street Fighter V. I'd have liked Evo to have remained like, no, it's the Evo Tour with small support from Street Fighter from the Capcom Cup. Mm-hmm. But you can't have it always. I, I don't have much more to talk about. It's been a slow week news-wise. Obviously, like yeah. I want to talk about this, but there's not too much to talk about. The fights were good. I no longer care at all about Super Smash Brothers or really Marvel vs. Capcom. Make KI a main stage event, because that game is fantastic to watch. And Pokémon Tournament. <laughs> yeah, I I get why that one's not there, but at the same time, that thing should have totally been main stage. Especially is when, it true? 
or go ahead. Especially given how popular Pokemon is right now, that should totally have been main stage. Yeah. Watching Pokemon Toro was really interesting because a lot of the players that are involved in it are not like strictly Pokemon tournament players, like yeah. they're Street Fighter players with and whatnot, and they're like, Okay, now you can see how he's wall juggling him here. You can really see the Street Fighter player coming out in him. Which like I can identify a Counter Strike player playing Overwatch. I don't know the difference between like a Street Fighter player and a Smash Brothers player, and like I can't, I can't tell the difference visually. No, it's... obviously someone with a trained eye can. It was really nice and well um, explained. Yeah. I think I'm not sure I call Pokemon a casual game, but it's more casual than some of the other games there. And it was nice to see people like, yeah, I'm playing Tekken as well, but I'll do this Pokemon thing as well on the side kind of thing. It's not my main game, but I'm still legit at it. Yep. Let's go wreck some fools. A lot of the combos are the same. I'll figure it out. Yeah. But, yeah. Any words of wisdom for us, Jeff? Um, Let's see. Invest money in our uh, Barbie hairbrushes <laughs> so yeah. that we can use them as promotional material for Something Wicked Studios Fair. and its evil means. Now, um... I guess I should talk about that. Uh, uh, we may be starting a Patreon account for the channel at some point. Um, I'm not sure why, but we might be doing it because we can. Uh, if you like supporting us, that'd be awesome. Mm-hmm. It helps me pay for the audio equipment or the website and shit like that that is required to do this stuff. Uh, we have a Pokemon Go video coming out hopefully this week, assuming I get through the editing process of it. Updates should be more or less back to some semblance of normal. I... I don't think we'll go back to four, uh, the five times a week for a little while still, but you should at least get your Metal Geared and your Jade Empire for the foreseeable future. But who knows? Sorry about the kind of weird lapses I've had on a couple of those things. Life's been busy with the real job and shit like that. Yep. But if we ha- if we actually make some money through the Patreon, I can justify maybe spending more of my precious free time than I normally do. Getting that stuff Keeping yeah. SWS yes, going. Yes, keeping <laughs> it going at the full tilt we've been going so far. Because... Well, it's a labor of love. It's also a labor of how many hours do I have left after the job that pays my actual bills and shit like that. At least for right now, job that pays the actual bills tends to wind out over, hey, I need to get this stuff edited for tomorrow, or I could yep. sleep. Mm-hmm. But, say, yeah. Oh, and feel free to email us as well. Oh, yes, you can contact us at wickedawesomecast at gmail.com. Again, that's the wickedawesomecast at gmail.com. Spelled as it sounds, and linked in the show notes. We really would love to hear from you guys. If we get enough emails, we'd love to do like a question and answer thing or something like that. Uh, if you're looking at this on the video or on the website, not video, wow. Um, leave some comments. I do try and respond to as many of them as possible. Oh, and to all of the people requesting that we make more Ruby Glim- uh, Grim Eclipse videos, I've now informed Jeff that we he want we want more. Apparently, people want more videos of that. So. Apparently, Jeff found this out in the last six seconds. Pastor Jeff, not me anymore. <laughs> um, yeah, that thing was fun to make, but it was a lot of work. I was actually holding off on making anything until the dust had kind of settled on the patch because we're promised a lot more content that hasn't come out, but oh, I, I, I'll see what I can do. Yeah, maybe that'll come out. <laughs> yeah. You've asked for yeah. it, but hopefully it will happen. Uh, but yeah, if you're not familiar with the channel, go check it out. That's the uh, that's Something Wicked Studio. It's over on YouTube. Uh, 
it's spelled normal these days, so that it's easier to find the normal. I think it's also linked down in the show notes. We appreciate any and all views you can give us, et cetera, et cetera. Go like, comment, subscribe, tell us we're assholes, et cetera, et cetera. You get content more than once a week. <laughs> but, yeah, that's about it for this week's podcast. Cue the metal. Cue the metal.